I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, President Biden is in Europe now, has a very full schedule over the next several days. He's had his meeting with Pope Francis. He's also, of course, attending the G20 Economic Summit, as well as heading over to Glasgow, Scotland for the Climate Summit as well. And to help us take a look at the trip, what we should be watching for, what's happened, what comes next, Theo Mayer, who is a reporter at The Washington Post and co-author of The Early 202, again, great source to just get you captured and caught up on the day, uh, joins us now. Theo, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Happy to be here. Wonderful. So uh, obviously the president has uh, had a few things take place already. He's had his uh, audience with uh, Pope Francis. I think it was the fourth time those two have actually met. Anything you noticed from that or things we should be uh, looking to take from that? Uh, Well, Biden had said, uh, you know, of course, press were not uh, allowed into this meeting, not even uh, news photographers, uh, which is uh, sort of rare for an appearance of this kind. Um, But Biden said afterwards uh, that the pope had uh, told him that he was a good Catholic, uh, you know, which means a lot considering, uh, you know, some of the controversy uh, in the U.S. about whether uh, the president should be allowed to continue receiving communion. Uh, given his stance on abortion, uh, which is contrary to the churches. Yeah, and uh, I did think it was interesting that that was not on the readout from uh, from the Vatican uh, in their release, but the president was uh, very specific, uh, clearly sending a signal there uh, by declaring it. Uh, so that I thought that was an interesting thing. And then, of course, uh, uh, second uh, thing on the agenda was really kind of this dust-up that has happened uh, with France, and uh, President Macron over the Australian uh, submarine, the nuclear sub agreement that came, uh, I think he was not quite prepared for that. Uh, what are we hearing as that takes place tonight? Um, well, it seems like uh, Biden has been pretty successful um, in patching things up uh, with the French president, Emmanuel Macron. Um when it comes to this uh, sub-deal, uh, which France uh, was initially furious about, um, Biden uh, you know, said that uh, it was handled clumsily uh, after his meeting uh, with Macron um, and uh, that he had thought the French had uh, you know, been informed at some level. Uh, the French, uh, you know, of course, say they were not. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, an interesting to continue to see how that plays out, what the dynamics look like as they do some of these group photos and so on. Uh, as you look at the G20, the economic summit, uh, of course, uh, 
I think you categorized this right in your report that it often gets perceived as kind of small talk in big rooms. Uh, but looming at these big rooms are the absence of uh, both the Chinese and the Russians. What do we make of that? Um, well, I think one of the key things uh, to consider here is, you know, who is actually in the room. Uh, Biden met uh, today with um, the Italian prime minister, uh, Mario Draghi, um, who uh, is set to play an increasingly important uh, role in Europe, um, especially as um you know, German Chancellor Angela Merkel uh, is, uh, is sort of preparing to uh, exit stage left, uh, you know, following um, the uh, recent German elections. So uh, Draghi is, you know, one of the, um, you know, uh, sort of longtime uh, leader in Europe who the continent can sort of look to uh, here um, as a, you know, veteran politician uh, with uh, Merkel's departure. All right. And uh, we also know that uh, part of what I think the president is hoping to solidify and talk through there at the G20 economic portion uh, is some of the, these agreements around that uh, global minimum tax for corporations. Um, yeah, these are uh, tax agreements that were included in um, the legislation uh, that Biden is uh, currently trying to get through on Capitol Hill. Um, you know, Janet Yellen uh, is sort of making the case that, um, you know, the introduction of these provisions in Congress, uh, you know, will help the international uh, community get an agreement. Um, but you've seen business interests here in Washington, uh, you know, push back on these international tax revisions, saying that at the very least, uh, you know, they should not be put in place uh, until there is a, you know, sort of worldwide deal Um, and other countries put them in place, too. So they would rather not see the U.S., uh, you know, take the lead on this. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, the the president, of course, was hoping to land in Rome with uh, some some fresh winds uh, coming out of the uh, United States Congress, and those uh, clearly didn't happen. Uh, What what does it seem to be in terms of reception? Does the president seem to be upbeat and and forward-looking? Uh, one of the things that you noted was that uh, are we are we coming with fresh American commitments or just old American promises? Uh, what, what's the general feel? Well, the president had uh, wanted especially to uh, arrive in Glasgow, uh, where he'll be on Monday for the United Nations Climate Summit um, with, uh, you know, being able to say that um, – America was making progress on uh, on advancing these climate, uh, you know, advancing its climate goals. So um, he had wanted at least one of these bills uh, to pass uh, before he got there, although he didn't quite deliver as hard a sell as he could have uh, when he uh, went up to the Hill and uh, spoke to House Democrats um, yesterday. So, um you know, he does have this framework out there that, um, you know, he says that uh, all 50 senators and, uh, you know, other lawmakers uh, have agreed to. Um, so these talks are definitely coming along, but uh, he definitely hasn't made uh, quite as much progress as he wanted to going into this. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Theo Meyer is joining us from The Washington Post, co-author of The Early 202. Uh, appreciate your reporting. Appreciate your perspective uh, on the president's trip over in Europe. Thank you for having me. 
All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break as we round out the week here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We've got much more to come in our final segment coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.